basically, I had titled it several different things, but I think I basically boiled it down to this. And it's when the appointment runs late. When the appointment runs late. And I want to talk to you today from the um, Old Testament in the book of Jonah. It's a familiar book um, to most people. Um, it's, it's a short, short book. It's um, four pages. In my Bible, it's four pages. So yours may be different. And it's four chapters. And it's a short read. And um, actually, God dropped this in my heart at the beginning of this past week. Um, just looking at the different time frames that we're going through right now. And it looks different for different people, honestly. Um, but just to summarize the book of Jonah up to the third chapter, because that's where I want to horn in at this morning is, is chapter three. But up to that point, this is what's gone on. And you can go back and reference it and go back and read it for yourself just for an encouragement. Because unfortunately, a lot of times the book of Jonah, people can twist it around and make it sound like, man, he was so disobedient. He got out of the will of God and everything, which is true. But I also hope you realize there's an encouragement part to the book of Jonah. So let me just explain to you, first of all, who Jonah was and what he did in the book of Jonah, starting in um, chapter one. Jonah was a prophet, okay? He was a man of God. He was a man who knew the word. He was a man who preached the word. He proclaimed the word. He was a prophet of old, okay? And there came a time as, as a child of God, as Jonah was, he was commissioned and he was told. God gave him some instructions. He said, I want you to go. Go to a group of people who don't know me. Go to a group of people who honestly you don't want to go to. I need you to go out and proclaim who I am. And I want you to go and, in fact, give them a message, Jonah, that, you know what, they're going to be destroyed. I'm going to destroy them. You know what, they're not living up to, to the code. They're not doing what's right. So send them this word. Well, Jonah didn't want to do it. So what did he do? He jumped on a boat and went in the opposite direction of Nineveh. Nineveh is where um, God had told him to go. So he actually got on the boat and went in the opposite direction. And what happens is, as he is on the boat, there's a big storm that comes, okay? God, listen, God appointed the storm. Remember the title, when the appointment runs late, God appointed the storm. So the guys on the ship got together and they threw him off of the ship so the storms were calmed down. Now Jonah had already told the people he was running from God, so they knew that. So they cast him off the ship and um, there was another appointment at that time. God then appointed a fish to swim by and swallow up basically Jonah. And what he did was Jonah stayed in the belly of the fish, the word tells us, for three days. For three days, Jonah is in the belly of a fish. For three days before he comes to his senses, you could say, um, because once again, don't forget, this is a prophet of God. He knew the word. He was going to proclaim the word. Okay, don't forget that. But it took him three days before he came to his senses. It took him, look at it this way, it took him three days before he made a shift. You remember what Pastor Bruce talked about last week? He talked about that we have to, as a body of believers, we have to shift, okay? Especially during this time that we're living in right now. And what the shift meant was simply this. Pastor Bruce loves acronyms, and he sort of spelt it out. Shift, S-H-I-F-T, stood for shift, 
S, what you say. H, um, what you hold on to. I, realizing it's not about me. F, being flexible. And then T, what are you thinking? So in other words, Jonah came to his senses and began to make a shift after three days of being in the belly of a well. And then after that, um, the, the, we say well, that's just what a common thing we usually do, but the Bible says it's a fish. So after the three days, he prayed. And then the fish spit Jonah out. And that's at the end of chapter 2. And then verse, chapter 3 starts off, it says this. After Jonah was spit out onto the beach, okay? Let's just go a little bit further, okay? God so loves us, even in the midst of our disobedience. Not only is he going to send by a fish to make sure you're taken care of, but he's also, when he's ready for you to come out, when you're ready to make a shift, he's going to make sure that you're spit out on dry ground, Okay? And then what happens in in, um, chapter 3, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. Basically, God is saying this to Jonah. Look, dude, I've already told you once to go and you didn't go. So now I'm telling you again, go. Because you are an ambassador of me. You are my representation. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world around you. Now hear what I'm saying. It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter the pandemic that we're in or on the outskirts of coming out of. You're an ambassador of God. You're an ambassador of God sitting at home on social media through a phone call, through a text. You're an ambassador of God. Don't let God tell you that you can't do his work and do his will because you have to be at home right now. The devil is a liar, my friends, and that is just not the truth. God has anointed and God has appointed you for such a time as this. It's Esther 4.14. It's a familiar scripture as well. For such a time as this, perhaps God has brought you into the kingdom. See, God knew exactly in the year 2020 that you would be here. He knew exactly when Jonah was alive and what he was going to need Jonah to do. Okay? But getting back to um, the subject matter, what I was talking about, is um, when the appointment runs late. Right now, during our world time, um, appointments are kind of different. Would you not agree? Um, Time really doesn't go the same way as it did three months ago. Um, here in Jackson, we have a, a, a new restaurant called Freddy's. And um, some people, I, I know, they have waited in line for like up to two and a half or three hours to go to Freddy's, okay? Um, now, the reality of it is, used to, three months ago, you could zip through a line, it would be no problem, okay? What do you do when the appointment, when your plan takes a little bit longer than you expected it to take. Let me go back to what the word says, because I didn't finish it. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. Verse 3, this time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large it took three days to see it all. That's what I want to focus in on for just a little bit. A city so large, it took three days 
to go through. It took three days to see it all. I went to the doctor this past week, and um, just to be honest with you, I don't like going to the doctor. Um, I had an appointment two months ago just for a regular checkup, you know, to get um, things checked out, make sure everything was good. And I put it off because in the midst of um, the coronavirus that came, I was allowed to do that, and I thank God for it. And um, so then I thought I could push it back a little bit more and get my, my scripts um, refilled just through the pharmacy because we're in the middle of a pandemic. And, um, but they didn't allow that. Unfortunately. So I had to go in last week, last Thursday, I believe it was, and meet with the doctor because the nurse called me and said, you're going to have to come in. The, the pharmacy's called. They're trying to get a new script for you. We're not going to allow it. You're going to have to come in and physically see us. You're going to have to come in. We're going to make an arrangement for you, okay? We're going to set an appointment, appointment for you. We're going to work you in. Okay, so I had to go in and get checked out and everything, just a regular routine visit. And, um, but what I did not expect was to be there as long as I was. What I did not expect was to have to go get some blood work done. Okay, just, I mean, nothing's wrong, just have my cholesterol checked, just different things like that. And um, I did not expect to have to do certain things. In fact, let me tell you, confessions of a pastor here, um, in the morning, it crossed my mind when I got up that perhaps I would have to get blood work. And usually when you do blood work, you're going to have to fast. So I ate that morning, okay? That's okay. Um, confessions of a pastor here. And I ate because I knew if he would say, um, you know, have you ate this morning? Yeah, doctor, I, I did, you know. And um, he did. He asked me, he said, well, have you ate? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, what have you ate? So I told him. And evidently it was too healthy and, um, because he went in and sent me back to get um, blood work. And so next time I know to eat a cupcake or something like that so I can have it done an, another time. Um, but he sent me back. And though he worked me in because he knew it was for my good, though he sent a fish back, as God did to Jonah, to take care of him, even in the midst of his disobedience, um, I just wasn't expecting it. He was expecting more of me than I was willing to give. Okay? Jonah, he goes to Nineveh. He gives in. He caves. Let's not say cave because he should have did it because God wanted him to. But he makes a decision. He says, I'm going to go. Okay? So he shows up, and it's a city so great that um, the Bible says it takes three days to go through. Three days. And, you know, Jonah shows up as the child of God to represent God. And already this is a place that, uh, if you study the history, wasn't going to be a place that would be very welcoming to Jonah. Um, it was a great city. It was a blessed city. I mean, it was the, Nineveh was the capital city of the largest providence at the time. So it had to be a blessed place. It was probably a, 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 a place that um, had riches, I guess, a place that um, had it going on, for lack of better words. And Jonah had to go there. And so he, he goes and it's like, okay, I, I'm going to go, God. Because you've appointed me to go. You want me to go. So I'm going to go. And I'm going to go for, you know, the day. I'm going to proclaim your message. But then it takes three days. So, okay, I'm going to give you the night. I'll stay, I'll stay up to about midnight and then I go. 
but don't expect me to camp. Don't expect me to pinch a tent and camp out here. Don't expect me to stay the night. Don't expect me to stay three days. See, it wasn't a vacation. When you go on vacation, you know, you're going to go for several days. You're going to relax. You're going to, you don't mind going out and sightseeing. But this is the place he didn't want to go. This was with a group of people that he necessarily didn't want to be around. What do you do, my friends, when God has appointed you for a time doing something that you don't want to do? What do you do when you keep going in early, but you keep getting overlooked for the promotion? What do you do when God says stay, but on the inside you want to go? What do you do when everything within you wants to go against what God is saying to do? I wrote down here, how long, God, this is the question, if we're honest, it's a question we all ask at some point. How long, God, must I keep walking in the midst of blessed people that don't even serve you? Like I referenced, Jonah went to Nineveh. He was obedient. He said, God, I'm going to go. I'm going to do what you're telling me to do. But I don't plan on staying there for three days. I don't plan on staying there, camping out, getting a hotel. I don't plan on living amongst the group of people that you have blessed. But yet they live like the world. How long will you stick it out? How long are you willing to go? You say, and even in the midst of what's going on now, you know, um, you look at people and you say, you know, I'm laid off. But there's others who are, they're working. You say, you know what, the week one people that I know got stimulus checks, they got unemployment, and here I am. I've not got none of it yet. And they don't even serve you, God. They don't even know who you are. They don't even tithe. I don't even have nothing to tithe because I'm unemployed right now, but I have still faithfully given and have still faithfully gave an offering weekly, even if it's just like the, the woman Jesus talks about who gave the, the one might, because I know it pleases you, Lord. So how long, God, are you going to keep me in the midst of my situation where I'm faithfully serving you? How long, God, are you going to keep me having to stay at home? How long, God, have you ever been in a place like Jonah and said, I'll go, but I really didn't expect to go for three days. <laughs> I will go, but I didn't expect to go for three weeks. I didn't expect to be there three years later. I wrote down here that I'm glad that we serve a God who can handle our complaints. So when we say, God, this is no fair. God, I don't like the way this is turning out. That God, you know what? As a loving heavenly father, he says, he says, I understand. I got you. But listen, Jonah, there's a group of people who don't know me. There's a group of people who need you to go into their life. 
You know you may be living in obscurity right now, but that's okay. God knows who you are. And God has you where he wants you for such a time as this, my friends. Don't forget it. Because see, God also, he looks at you and he says, you know what, you may not understand, but you've got to realize something, my friends. You've got to realize that there's a promise that says you will never see the righteous forsaken. And you are righteous and you are a child of God. Why? Because I know another man, listen, my friends, I know another man who spent three days as well. Jonah had to go three days to a place he didn't want to go. Can I tell you, there's a Lord and there's a Savior who thousands of years ago went to a place for three days as well where he didn't want to go. Why do I know he didn't want to go? Because prior to him going, he looked up to his father who felt like he was abandoned. He said, God, why have you abandoned me? Why, God, have you forsaken me? I feel like the world's against me. I feel like nothing's going right. I feel like I can't get my hands on it. But you know what? This is what Jesus did. Because that's who I'm referencing, if you're not familiar with that. But for three days, he didn't have to spend three days in Nineveh. He spent three days in the tomb. And listen, my friends, he didn't whine about it. He didn't complain about it. You know what he did? He went to work. Because he knew there would be such a time as 2020 in the midst of a pandemic that he would need a body of believers to stand up, to say, say something, and to rise up, to make a shift with the way they say what they hold on to, realizing it's not about them. Be flexible and change their way of thinking. So in the midst of three days being in the tomb, oh, I love this. Listen to me. In the midst of being three days in the tomb, he went and he defeated death hell in the grave and he took the keys from them and I don't see my God going in all mansy pansy like this and saying would you give me the keys please no my God did the number he did when he went to Jerusalem to the temple he flipped the tables over and he took the keys to death hell in the grave so you can be called the righteousness of God so when there is a time that comes you will say Though I may not want to, I may not feel it because we don't feel, live by feelings. I will go to Nineveh. I will get up and go where you've called me to go. Even in the midst of a coronavirus, if I have to be stuck at home, I will go through Facebook to proclaim your glory. I will go through a text message to proclaim who you are. My friends, it doesn't matter if it's three days, three weeks, three years. What are you going to do when God has appointed you? God appointed Jonah. God appointed the fish. In fact, if Jonah hadn't went, I don't know if the people in Nineveh would have turned their life around. They might have. God, you know, might have sent somebody else. I, I don't know. I don't know where your Nineveh is. You may be watching from a whole different state this morning, and we're so glad that you tuned in. There are Nineveh cities all over the world, and God has placed you there for such a time as this. Be creative, my friends. Be creative how you can reach out in the midst of a group of people who may not know God, who may not love God. God has you there. Don't doubt it. But this is what we're supposed to do. I wrote down, even when I think it's unfair, I will choose obedience to reach others. 
I will choose obedience. I will choose obedience. This is scripture of Philippians 2.12. I quote all the time. It says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You choose obedience. You choose between you and God. What is it that you're supposed to be doing? How is it that you're supposed to be living right now to bring encouragement, to bring peace, to bring joy? And then start doing it. What I love about God is simply this. There are so many things, but relating to the story of Jonah, he gave him a second chance. My friends, you serve a God of the second, third, fourth, fifth, unlimited chances. He's always right there to pick you up. He's always right there to send a fish by for your protection. Never doubt it. Realize you're here for such a time as this. Do your part, whatever that looks like. Some of you, I referenced earlier, even when we go back to church next week, you know, you may have underlying health conditions and you're not able to get out. Can I tell you something? God still uses you right where you're at. God still desires for you to step up and do something where you're at. Yeah, you may have to be creative. You may have to, you know, go on social media a little bit more. You may have to just shoot text messages out of encouragement to people because people, they need your encouragement. They need your love. They need that reach. That's what they need from you guys. Whatever that looks like. And I want to just finish with this, and then Pastor Tom is going to come up and close this out. But I begin to think, you know, a lot of times, like Jonah, he went to Nineveh. And at the end of chapter 3, you can read, um, the king declared to the people to wrap themselves in burlap and ashes. I may not be getting exactly right. But basically, they turned away from their evil ways. God, the king told them, Stop sinning. Just stop it. And I begin to think, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, they might not have done it. I don't know. And I thought, God, you know, there's a lot of people that I've tried to reach out to before, and, you know, it didn't work out the way I wanted to. And he reminded me of this. He said, you know what, son? There was a time that I walked the earth, and there was a rich young ruler who came to me. He wanted to know what he had to do to be saved. And Jesus himself tried his best to reach out to him. Didn't really work out the way he wanted it either. So don't beat yourself up when it don't always work out. Keep going. Keep encouraging. Keep doing what God's called you to do, my friends. Keep being a Jonah in the midst of a Nineveh. That's all he wants us to do. Amen. Can I pray with you really quickly? Maybe... You said, even when I talked a while ago about the guy who went to the tomb, being Jesus Christ, for three days. Maybe you say, you know, I really have never had a relationship with him. I don't know who that is. It's simply just saying, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I believe you came to this earth, that you walked it, that you lived a sinless life. And I believe that you went to that tomb for three days and you took keys to death, hell, and the grave for me so I can have everlasting life with you. And you just ask him to forgive you and come and live in your life. So we're going to pray. 
And if you do that, I would just encourage you in the comments or you can direct message the Hope Center um, letting us know that you did that. We would be honored to reach out to you and build more of a connection. Even if it's not here physically, um, you know, be another state. We're going to keep that connection with you and um, honored to do so. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the privilege it is to come to you, um, even through the internet waves, Lord, that, Father God, in the, the day that we live in, that we can so easily connect to other people, Lord. So, Father, I, don't, I really don't care where the people are at this morning. They could be all over the country. They could be all over the world tuning in to the Hope Center, Lord. But, Father God, wherever they're at, whatever they're going through, I thank you that you meet their needs. Father God, I thank you first and foremost that they don't know you as Lord, as Savior, that they come to know you. That they just simply say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean, cleanse me, and make me new. And they repent of all their sins, and you wash them clean in the name of Jesus. Father God, for the people who have been in situations longer than they expected, we've been going through this for the past two months, longer than we expected, Lord. We're getting to, our, to the end, and we're wondering what are we supposed to do next? How are we supposed to operate? Father God, I thank you in the midst of the Ninevehs that they may be living in, that you encourage them that you equip them, that you speak to them, Lord. That you're exactly what they need right when they need it. That you're always right there with them, wrapping your arms around them. So, Father, this morning in Jesus' name, I speak peace, as Pastor Tom referenced. I speak peace, I speak wholeness, I speak healing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Guys, we love you. Once again, we hope we can see you next week. If not, physically, through the internet. So honored that you tuned in this morning. Pastor Tom.